You're listening to the Disney One by One podcast, a chronological look at every Disney animated classic and beyond. Here's your host, Mike Rolfing. Hello and happy new year. It's 2019 and welcome to the Disney One by One podcast. My name is Mike Rolfing and this is a brand new show. This is the intro to this show. This is something that I've been brainstorming for, I think, a couple years now, and we're finally recording something. The goal here is to go through every single Walt Disney Animation Studios film in order, and as of January 2019, there are 57 of them, from Snow White to Ralph Breaks the Internet. We'll do one a week, we'll make an episode about each of those, good, bad, and ugly, and I want you to join me. It'll be a Disney-filled 2019, plus a bit of 2020, because we'll have a few weeks into 2020. You can find the whole list of movies at Disney1x1.com, so you can watch along with us. You can find all these somewhere. They're either streaming on Blu-ray or DVD. If you still have a video rental store somewhere near you, you can probably find them there. Or actually, I was able to find a lot of the rare ones at my local library. So watch along. Send us your notes and comments through our social media platforms. We're everywhere at Disney1x1. We'll be joined by a number of special guests along the way, and one of those could maybe be you. But the most special guest is going to be with me every week is my brother, David Rolfing. David, welcome, finally, to Disney One by One. Hello, Mike. Thank you for including me on this magical journey through the world of Disney. I'm very excited. I haven't seen most of these since I was very young, so I'm excited to see them again or see some of them for the first time. I'm sure there will be some gems in here. I'm also sure there will be some... What's the opposite of the gem? <laughs> Stinkers. <laughs> sure, there'd be some yeah. Stinkers in here. <laughs> but yeah, thanks for having me. And I look forward to watching these with you from a, across the country, from Denver. Yeah, I, I am in St. Louis, our hometown. David is in Denver. And he's the only one crazy enough to agree to do this with me. So um, we'll we'll see how it goes. Unfortunately, I did not get my wife's agreement yet, but I'm sure I'll be making her watch a lot of these with me. Yeah, and I have an almost nine-month-old baby, so she'll probably be watching a lot of these with me. She will not remember them, uh, but whatever. We'll watch them again when she gets older. Before we get into our, our Disney history, David, why don't you just uh, tell tell everyone a little bit about yourself? What do you do? Ooh, getting <laughs> personal. Okay, um, so I am... A technical business analyst. I work Ooh. at a travel company. It's kind of like a Airbnb club for super rich mm-hmm. people. So it's actually <laughs> it's pretty fun. I work on the website and the iOS app kind of as a project manager. Um, outside of work, I have lots of different hobbies. Um, I mean, I play lots of video games. I like to ski and rock climb. I have a gaming YouTube channel where I post highlight montages and various uh, video game content. I posted a documentary about the Halo Warthog, if you're into that sort of thing. Um, There's also another one of my podcasts on there, Hostile Discourse, um, which is a debate-style show. And I like watching movies a lot, and I know that you do too, and we both enjoy Disney. You're a much bigger Disney fan than I, but <laughs> I'm eager to learn and to watch a lot of the classics that I haven't seen before. Yeah, sure. So I've been making movies most of my life as a hobby and then a career in the field. So 
I am a television producer. I work for a sports interview show that's broadcast around the world. Uh, we travel around, interview athletes and celebrities. It's a fun and unique challenge. Uh, I watch a lot of movies as my hobby and uh, make a lot of movies as my hobby. Short films. I've had I've had short film, a short film in the Cannes Film Festival, and uh, I do the 48-hour film project every year, lead a team in that, where you have to make a movie in two days, which is a lot of fun. So always, always been in and around movies. I see a lot. Theaters watch a lot at home. Dabble in my own filmmaking and, and video production. So... Since we are brothers, as we mentioned, a lot of my film and movie, like early watching habits were heavily influenced by you and dad and Matt, our other brother. Um, some of the series that I really remember, like you loving and therefore I loved were James Bond, which we watched all of those growing yeah. up from a young age. Um, some What are some others? Monty Python was a big... We love that, watching that with dad. That includes Flying Circus and Holy Grail. So what are some others? I remember the first R-rated movie I ever saw was Gladiator. And I, yeah. I saw it in like third or fourth grade, which I know <laughs> you didn't see your first R-rated movie until like high school. So that was the difference between the youngest and the oldest child. Yeah, mine might have been Gladiator as well. Yeah. <laughs> Probably at the same time. Yeah, I remember when Fellowship of the Ring came out. It was that was when I was in ninth grade, and uh -huh. a friend invited me to go see it. And mom like watched the trailer online. And she was like, "I think that's gonna be too scary for you. You probably shouldn't go." And I'm like, "I gotta go." So she let me go. And then I think you watched it on DVD when you were like eight years old. <laughs> I did. And then when the Two Towers came out, you and Matt and Dad went to see it in theaters, but I wasn't allowed to see PG-13 movies in theaters. So you found like a pirated version of it online <laughs> and let me watch it in your room in secret. <laughs> and it was like somebody had filmed it at the movie theater, bad quality. And that was my first uh, viewing of the Two Towers, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. That's funny. So, David, let's start with like your Disney history. How has your life been been affected by Disney? And your how old are you? Twenty four. I don't know. Twenty five. And your twenty five <laughs> years of life. Yeah, um, I'd say it has most affected me since probably like the early two thousands. I mean, I was a nineties kid, so we grew up watching Aladdin, Lion King. Pocahontas, you know, those those 90s era movies, which are all, a lot of them are some of the best Disney classics. Yeah, that's um, like so, the golden age. Yeah, I remember watching those ones the most um, on VHS, pop them in the VHS player in the back of mom's van, you know, on road trips. <laughs> yes. And, um, you know, just watching those classics a lot. But the ones that kind of were at the, my formative age and ones that you probably, I don't think you've even seen some of these were the early 2000s. That's when I kind of hit that age of like nine or 10 where I could actually understand everything that went on in the movie and could relate to the characters more and could, you know, have some critical thought at that point. So, And you're talking think, like Atlantis and Treasure Planet and those ones? Yeah, those are the ones that I remember the most clearly. And Treasure Planet is one of my, one of my favorites. And then as far as like Disney in general, 
I know that we share this, but we we went to Disney World a lot with our family. We went on a trip, just the two of us once when I was <laughs> relatively young. And so the movies have always kind of like been cemented in my fandom with the park and with the rides and everything. I know that you, you can get into more detail about that. You listen to a lot of Disney World podcasts <laughs> and you are into all the, the magic behind the you know, the parks, but a lot of these I've only seen once and it was when I was really little. So I'm excited to see um, what they're like to watch as an adult now. Yeah, for sure. And like you said, I am a huge Disney fan, which I would not be doing this podcast if I wasn't. I think the first movie I saw in a theater, which I don't recall, but our parents have told us this was Little Mermaid, which came out in what, 89, I think? Where is it on this list? 89. So I was like two years old, if not a little bit older. Um, apparently I was terrified of Ursula, but I believe dad took me to see it multiple times. I was trying to think of other like Disney movie in the movie theater memories. I do recall seeing Pocahontas. I remember sitting in like a balcony of a theater. I don't remember. I don't remember which theater it was, but I think grandma took us to see Pocahontas. That was what? 1995. I may have been there. I would have been too. <laughs> yeah. You know, but our, yeah, our histories as brothers are, are, are generally the same. I am six years older than you something like that yeah six years older than you yeah my sort of heyday was lion king pocahontas aladdin beauty and the beast as i said little mermaid was sort of like in my prime the prime that you were talking about a few years later and and yeah my biggest love of disney and i'd be doing a podcast about this if there weren't already 50 of them is the disney parks um there's just something about disney world disneyland that just like strikes something in my heart and my soul that I love. And we will certainly be getting into more of that as we go through the movies and as we discuss their cultural impact and of course their presence in the parks. I could not avoid that, but I didn't realize how great the nineties were for Disney movies. And that, that definitely makes sense. Like during your formative years where you would have enjoyed these movies the most, you had the beauty and the beast, Aladdin, Lion King, Pocahontas, Hercules, like, no wonder you're obsessed with Disney and the parks <laughs> even more than me because like I didn't have that much to work with when I was that when I was that age. Like right. Lilo and Stitch is good, but it's not like one of the best. And Treasure Planet's pretty good, and Brother Bear kind of sucks. So yeah, you had a lot more to <laughs> to love, I think, when you're that age than I did for sure. And now that I can drive myself and can choose what I'm seeing, you know, I've, I've continued to watch these movies and see the new ones, but there's a whole bunch in the middle and really near the beginning that I've hasn't, I haven't touched. So that's the main reason why I wanted to do this is because I was going to watch those anyway. So we might as well sit and talk about it. All right, let's move on to this big list. There are currently 57 movies in the canon of the Walt Disney Animation Studios films. Um, we'll just rattle through them all real quick and then kind of discuss them a little bit after that. Um, let's just do like 10 at a time. Sure. All right, I'll start. First, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. We have Pinocchio, Fantasia, Dumbo, Bambi, Saludos Amigos, the Three Caballeros, Make Mine Music, Fun and Fancy Free, Melody Time. The Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. <laughs> I haven't even heard of that. Uh, Cinderella, Alice in Wonderland, Peter Pan, Lady and the Tramp, Sleeping Beauty, 101 Dalmatians, The Sword in the Stone, 
The Jungle Book, The Aristocats. Moving on to Robin Hood, we're in 1973. The Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh, The Rescuers, The Fox and the Hound, The Black Cauldron, The Great Mouse Detective, Oliver and Company, The Little Mermaid, The Rescuers Down Under, Beauty and the Beast. Aladdin, The Lion King, Pocahontas, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan, Tarzan, Fantasia 2000, Dinosaur, The Emperor's New Groove, Atlantis, The Lost Empire, Lilo and Stitch. (laughs) Oh, you went too far. I wasn't sure where 10 was. All right. uh, Lilo and Stitch, Treasure Planet, Brother Bear, Home on the Range, Chicken Little, Meet the Robinsons, Bolt, The Princess and the Frog, Tangled. You can wrap it up. All right. And then Winnie the Pooh, Wreck-It Ralph, Frozen, Big Hero 6, Zootopia, Moana, Ralph Breaks the Internet, Frozen 2 in 2019, and Gigantic 2020, yet to be released. And actually, I think Gigantic's been canceled, so this list is a little bit old. What, what was, was that it, about? Well, it, it's, a, uh, it's like a Disney retelling of Jack and the Beanstalk. And it was oh, going to yeah. take place in Spain and they were going to build like a Spain pavilion in Epcot in order to like coincide with this new movie. And like the people who wrote the songs from Frozen were working on it and then they scrapped it. I don't really know why. So huh. weird. Anyway, so there are a lot of movies, a lot of Disney movies that you may expect to be on this list that are not. David, you want to talk about that? Yeah. So I think a lot of people when they think of Disney movies, they think of Pixar movies. So you're probably thinking, why isn't Toy Story on there? But um, Pixar wasn't originally even a Disney company. So this list is just the Disney animated classics. We can call it canon if you like. Um, and then there's a lot of sequels in there, like Jafar 2. Yeah, Return, Return of Jafar. There's like yeah. Peter Pan Return to Neverland, Lion King, one and a half. <laughs> yeah, a lot of those were actually made by other studios, not Disney Animation Studios. Um, so that's yeah, why they're on the it list. Was like a, it's like a different branch of the company that made even like Goofy Movie and a lot of those, a lot of those direct to VHS and DVD sequels, the Tinkerbell things. And and then two others to mention, Song of the South from the Splash Mountain ride. If you probably know that, that's the same story. Um, that's not on this list. And then why is Mary Poppins not on it, Mike? Yeah, I mean that that's kind of a different branch of, of the studio. There is animation in it, but it's not a f- it's it's not in this list of the of the Walt Disney Animation Studios films. Same with like Pete's Dragon. There's it's sort of a combination of live action and, and animation, which actually some of these movies on this on this list are, but yeah. they're just different branches of the company. And so we're we're sticking with this very specific list to start. If we happen to get through all of them, you know, a year from now, uh, we can certainly move on to other things. This is called Disney one by one, not Disney animation studios one by one. So we can dive into Pixar. (laughs) We can dive into Star Wars. We can dive into uh, (laughs) Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, National Treasure if we get that far. the Avengers. (laughs) Sure. Disney owns the world at this point, so probably not that far. So there's this big list of movies. And the reason why I wanted to do this, because I haven't seen a lot of these. David, I'm sure there's some on this list you haven't seen as well. What are sort of what are sort of like the highlights of ones you have not seen? Yeah, surprisingly, I've never seen Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. So <laughs> we'll, we'll get that over with quickly. I know I've seen like glimpses of a lot of these, and maybe I saw them when I was like you know a toddler and don't remember them. I do not account that, and so I think Snow White is one of those. I haven't actually seen the movie. 
Um, another one, the three caballeros, which I know is a favorite of you. Indeed. Um, so I'm excited to see that one. There's a nice boat ride at Disney World in Epcot that's based off of that. So excited to see that. I've always enjoyed that peaceful, relaxing Mexican ride in Epcot. <laughs> which, which fun fact, was originally just a just a Mexico ride. Um, and at some point, they retrofitted it with the three caballeros um, animatronics and video screens. So I think we've been on both versions, but carry on. Yep, probably. And then a couple others, the sword in the stone, I have not seen. So excited to see that one. Looks interesting. And then I just put the adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad. Cause I have no clue what it is. And it sounds, <laughs> sounds very strange. So have you seen that one? I, I don't think so. No. Okay. And then a more recent one, Big Hero 6, which I know people enjoyed. Um, I'm excited to see that. And that's only a few years old. So one of the more modern of this list I have not seen. Yeah, I could be wrong, but I think Big Hero 6 is a Marvel property that was what? taken. And, you know, it's it's a comic book. And I'm pretty sure uh, that was something that was acquired with the purchase of Marvel, which which uh, it's a great movie. I, I really enjoyed it. And the you're right. Some... I just did a quick Google. It was yeah. a Marvel comic. All right, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So I, I was looking through the big list again today, and I think I counted like 20 or 22 that I haven't seen, or at least don't have like strong memories of of what they're about or what happens in them. Some of the highlights of that: Lady and the Tramp. Like I've seen the noodle shot. But do I recall the movie? Not really. Uh, Sword in the Stone, Black Cauldron, which I've heard a lot about. It's sort of like the, the, the minor downfall of Disney animation at some point was caused by that movie. Great Mouse Detective is a, is a classic that I don't think I've seen. Emperor's New Groove. I, I, I recall seeing the trailer for that movie like a dozen times. It must have been on the front of some movie we watched a lot as kids. Yeah. But I've never actually seen that movie in full. It's a good one. I'm excited for you to see it. I, I told my coworkers today that I'd never seen it, and they they spent the rest of lunch just quoting the movie. Yeah, so. there's a lot of nice, like, <laughs> memes from meme quotes from that movie. It's pretty funny. I mean, there were, like, three movies we watched as kids, like, over and over and over again. It was D2, The Mighty Ducks, <laughs> <laughs> Little Giants. And like the Santa Claus. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure the trailer for that was on one of those because I have vivid memories of that, but not of the actual movie. All right. I'm curious, like of this list and some of these may intersect. Which movies on this list are you most looking forward to watching? Um, This definitely overlaps with the ones I just named, like Snow White. Really excited to see just because I know it's the OG of the animated <laughs> classics or animated feature films in general. So that's one Fantasia. I haven't actually seen Fantasia and I, I love Fantasia 2000. Yeah. Um, so obviously it's the inspiration for that is, is Fantasia 2000 like a direct sequel to that or is it just like inspired by it? Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get into that. It's a whole deal with like Walt Disney's original vision was to create this ever changing concert piece that would tour around and they would be swapping out segments and it'd be this like continually changing like musical film experience, but then they never did that. And so Fantasia 2000 is sort of like the tribute, I suppose. Mm -hmm. Like they decided to actually fulfill Walt's vision. They kept one segment, they created a bunch of new ones and sort of created a, a more modern version of Fantasia. Yeah. Okay. 
And then I think just like so many of these, I, I was a huge Disney Channel lover growing up. I remember I got the Disney Channel or Toon Disney for one of my birthdays one year. <laughs> Mom and dad upgraded the cable package to get me that, and I was so pumped. Yeah, I think we got um, it for Christmas. I, I remember opening a cable box. Okay, I think Maybe this that was, different. was for Disney Channel, okay. and then for my birthday, I got Toon Disney. <laughs> <laughs> Which means they paid like $3 more a month to get yeah. this new channel, right? Whatever, yeah. A smart <laughs> present on their part, I guess. But I saw so many of these movies just like in pieces on Disney Channel and Toon Disney. So just a lot of these classics, like even some that you name, Lady and the Tramp. So many of these I probably have never even seen all the way through because they're on TV with commercial breaks and stuff like that. So Or we also had those Disney sing along song VHS tapes. Remember those with the bounce with the bouncing ball? The bouncing was it a ball the, or the, a Mickey? The, uh, Mickey ears. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. And so those would pull the the highlights from all these movies, but like, I, I know the song from Fox and the Hound and from Aristocats, but I don't think I've actually seen those movies. So um, I'm, I'm most looking forward to a few. Uh, one is Saludos Amigos, which is probably one that most of you haven't heard of. It is the prequel, or it's the movie that comes right before Three Caballeros on the list. Three Caballeros is one of my favorites, which we'll get to. And I think Saludos Amigos is a lot like it, and I've never watched it, so I'm curious to see the similarities and differences. And there was this time period where Walt was 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 fascinated with South America, Central America, and like took a trip down there and then made a couple movies about it. And they're all kind of racist and kind of weird, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll get to those eventually. Some other earlier movies on this list, which I've never seen and had not heard of until relatively recently kind of have these all bunched together. There's Make Mine Music, there's Fun and Fancy Free, and there's Melody Time. And these are features kind of made out of a bunch of shorts. I think some are music-based and some aren't. I know one of them has a Mickey Mouse, like Jack and the Beanstalk short, which we're not getting gigantic, but they've done it before. So I'm really curious to actually sit and watch those and see what kind of trippy stuff these animators were making in the what in the what years did these even come out? The forties. Make mine music yeah. forty six, yeah. right after <laughs> World War Two. <II. laughs> yeah, right. And there's also, I mean, there's a whole slew of Disney uh, like propaganda films from from the, from wartime, uh, which we may get to eventually as well. Hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of strange stuff in those early days. And the last on my list is Lilo and Stitch, which Stitch is like a big deal in the theme parks. Like people love Stitch, and I've never seen it. It's a good one. It's the first look into the Hawaiian culture before Moana. So I think we should wrap this sucker up by rattling through. Well, maybe this isn't a wrap up. This may take a little while, but by rattling through our top 10 on this list. And this is, this is you know, preconceived notions here. And you know, we have not gone through all these. We haven't seen a lot of these, so... I'm really curious to see how this list, how these lists may evolve to a year from now when we when we get through all of these. So, all right, let's go. Uh, we can go on and off. I'll start with my ten. Yep. Rescuers Down Under, which I know might be surprising. I don't think you've even seen it. This is another one where I I have vivid memories of the trailer, but not of the actual movie. Yeah, this is one of the movies that they played a lot on Toon Disney or Disney Channel, and I saw it a bunch as a kid and I really really enjoyed it. It's it's very different and it's like take it takes place in the 
Louisiana Bayou, as far as I remember. It's like a different. Well, no. Kind of... Well, Rescuers Down Under is in, in Australia. Australia. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's also... I'm looking forward to seeing it again <laughs> so a... I can actually remember it correctly. <laughs> there's also the Rescuers. That could be in the Bayou. Yeah, maybe there's I'm two thinking of, of that. I yeah, don't know. Okay, but whatever. One of them was good enough to be in my number 10 <laughs> spot. You lump them together. Right, you just lump them together. Yeah. The Rescuers. Uh, Duo. Okay, Rescuer, what's your yeah, number 10? Rescuers Down Under was the first uh, sequel, first like Disney sequel on this list. Huh. Uh, my number 10 is Wreck-It Ralph, which I think we'll get to that on yours so we can uh, carry on. What's your number nine? Another one you haven't seen, Emperor's New Groove. Yeah. It is hilarious. There's a lot of humor in it that's like more adult focused that you missed as a kid. But if you watch it now, um, it's pretty funny and very quotable, as you said earlier. So definitely top 10 for me again like i said i remember the trailer a lot the cast is uh, david spade and john goodman and i think uh what's the guy's name the guy who does like the intro to soren oh yeah and uh does the voice of joe on family guy patrick war Warburgen. <laughs> he plays he plays gronk yeah that's his name great cast so i'm excited to watch it my number eight and your number eight wait are we aladdin on eight? yeah we're on yes. eight. okay <laughs> no i didn't say my nine my number nine is Tarzan, which we'll get to later. All right. Number eight. Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> it is a classic for sure. And the Robin Williams uh, character of the genie it will never be beat. They are uh, making a live action version of Aladdin with, the, with, with Will Smith as the genie. So we'll see how that goes. Ooh, All right. Interesting. You're, you're number seven and my number 10. Yes. Wreck-It Ralph. This movie just was really, really cool. I mean, I'm a big video game fan, not necessarily arcade games, but lots of like funny humor in there related to gaming and more modern themes than a lot of the Disney movies on this list. All right. What is your number? What are we on? Oh, my number seven. No, your number seven. My number seven is Peter Pan. Uh, This is one I watched a ton as a kid. Um, I remember asking for it for my birthday. And my grandma accidentally bought me the live action version with Mary Martin, like the woman as Peter <laughs> Pan. <laughs> so my grandma kept that one and we got the animated one. So I've seen both a lot. Uh, the Mary Martin one is not Disney. Big fan of Peter Pan. There's some just some great music in that movie. Probably some racist things that I don't remember with the Indians, uh, but I'm sure we'll address that when we get to it. Anyway, uh, number six, David. Hercules, which I hadn't seen probably until, I don't know, the past five or six years, something like that. And it's really good. The music is great. There's like a choir that sings along, does the intro. It's pretty fun. And I don't think I had seen it as a kid. I don't really know why, but... Maybe we weren't, we weren't allowed to for some I reason. I think we that. weren't allowed to. I think that's Which, exactly why. why? I don't know. Because <laughs> it's about gods. Ah, yes. Yeah, you know, like we, we weren't allowed to watch Wizard of Oz because it had witches in it. Or Harry you know, Potter. Or yeah. Harry Potter, yeah. Uh, yeah, but, it's mom's fault. Yeah, but <laughs> it's okay. Uh, we're, we turned out fine. Yeah, and, and Hercules, I love the route they went in that movie with gospel music. Just kind of ironic, like we didn't, we weren't allowed to watch it. Yeah. But it had gospel music in it. Anyway, and my number six is Moana, which you have not seen, correct? I've seen it. Oh, you have seen it. Okay. Yeah. I was really blown away by this movie. There was a period of time where Pixar outshined Disney and all of its animation. I really think Moana is one of those ones that really caught up. There's just everything about it is just beautiful. It's really funny. Um, it's got great, really catchy songs. 
And that sequence with the coconuts, the Mad Max coconut attack, yeah. is, is incredible. I've watched it many times over, so I'm excited to get to that in in a year. Uh, all right, David, your number five is... You steal from the rich and give to the needy, Robin Hood. <laughs> that music is the wrong Robin Hood movie, by the way. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> it's just the only... Um, <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, there's plenty there of go. songs yeah whistle stop yeah yeah it's really good I, I saw it a lot as a kid i think that's one of the vhs repeats that we had great movie the and i i, I love the music in robin hood and if, if you didn't catch it the music we have behind the intro to this podcast is straight from robin hood i hope i don't get in trouble um the score is it's very strange it's just this weird combination of orchestra and like fiddles and jazz guitar so anyway <laughs> we'll get to that at some point uh that was your number five my number five as we've mentioned earlier is fantasia 2000 i remember seeing this in the theater we went and saw it with like some friends like and their mom like it was a mom and kids date the rhapsody in blue sequence in this movie is one of the greatest things ever made um i'll proclaim that I've, I don't even know how many times I've watched it. It, it, it made Rhapsody in Blue my favorite song of all time. <laughs> and it really, it really is. It is like the perfect song. Can you play it on piano? No, it is very hard to play on piano. That would be a dream of mine. I do have the full score, like the sheet music, and I, I, I occasionally tinker through it, but it is, it is very difficult. Anyway, Fantasia 2000, uh, your number four, David. Treasure Planet, my number four, and that's... One I mentioned that was kind of in my heyday. I think I was nine or ten or something. Really underrated movie. I just watched a YouTube like short documentary about it and how Disney just kind of under-marketed the movie. And there's a lot of other competition that year from other studios. I think another Disney movie actually came out the same year. Yeah, Lilo and Stitch came out the same year. Huh, so it was yeah. just like they marketed Lilo and Stitch. They didn't market Treasure Planet. I think it's one of those hidden gems that... Um, some people might not think of when they think of a top Disney movie, but I think it's really good. Definitely top five for me. And Treasure Planet, I think I've seen it. I don't know. It's directed by the same guys, uh, Musker and Clements, John and Ron, who made Great Mouse Detective and Little Mermaid and Aladdin and Hercules and Moana. And I, I think they did Princess and the Frog. So they, they have quite the track record with that list. And who who's even in the cast of that? Do you have any idea who who plays? Um, like, oh, is it Joseph, the main, Joseph, the main Joseph character Gordon is Levitt? Joseph Gordon yeah. Levitt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's great. Yeah, it's so good. Huh. Okay, uh, where's our list here? All right, uh, my number four is Robin Hood, which we've discussed. Um, Udalali, Udalali, golly, what a day! <laughs> All right, your number three, Mulan. My number three, not even in your top ten. No. Yeah, I don't know. I really enjoy this one. I think that. It has a big, like, kind of epic scale to it that some of the others don't as far as the battle with the the Huns goes. And it's, like, different because it's a female lead, but it's not necessarily a Disney princess movie. And I think they do a really good job with that and showing the Chinese culture and everything. But I've always really loved Mulan, and it has the greatest song of all time in it, better than <laughs> Fantasia 2000's Rhapsody. <laughs> I'm never going to catch my breath. Jacob, I don't know to know me. Boys, I have full in school for cutting gym. Okay, we can we can sing the whole thing once we get to the Mulan episode. <laughs> anyway, uh, all right, my number three, which you left off, I'm surprised, is uh, Beauty and the Beast. I mean, this is 
like a classic of all Disney classics. It is short and sweet and fun and funny and thrilling and it's got great songs. This was like right in my prime of 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 my childhood. I even had a Gaston birthday party at some point, which is kind of odd. <laughs> All right, on to your number two, which was my number nine. This should be called Phil Collins Tarzan because yeah, the soundtrack right. the soundtrack is incredible, and I think. It definitely lifts the movie to a higher level. They do a really good job of making the gorillas lovable and Trash in the Camp, another great song. And it's just a fun movie. Um, I think the villain is cool because he doesn't talk. It's just the jaguar um, on top of the, the human villain. But Yeah, what about the guy with the gun? Yeah, whatever. I guess there's Clayton. two villains. <laughs> Clayton? Is that his name? Yes, Clayton. Clayton. But I love Tarzan. I haven't seen it in a while, though, so I'm excited to see it again. I remember really enjoying it, and you're right, the music is fantastic. My number two, which has been mentioned earlier, and I will forever fight for this movie as one of the greatest and strangest Disney movies of all time, is The Three Caballeros. This movie is bizarre. It is highly entertaining. It starts with a bunch of little short films about South America and like penguins wanting to go to the Galapagos Islands and Donald Duck opening presents and, and ends in this like complete acid trip. (laughs) Um, (laughs) it's about, it's like 70 minutes long and it feels like 90, (laughs) but, but, uh, it is number two on my list. We'll see if anything can knock it off. That's the three caballeros and our number ones are the same on three, one, two, three. Lion the King. King. <laughs> yeah, of this list, I mean, that Lion King is almost a flawless movie in in every way. It is. And they're remaking this one as well, live actions, <laughs> which doesn't make any sense. Cause it it's, doesn't make any sense. But yeah. we, can, we, we can just discuss the cartoon and the incredible voice cast, the incredible music. Uh, Hans Zimmer's score is probably his best. He's still pretty good, but that one is just, it's unparalleled. And the perfect balance of like drama and humor and mentorship from Rafiki and his dad and the clouds. And out of, there's so much good stuff. Definitely the clear standout number one in my book. So those are our top tens. I'm sure they will probably change at least a little bit as we, as we dive in. You know, a lot of these are ingrained in our in our hearts and minds from childhood, but we'll see if there's anything hidden in the in the mix that will uh, that will adjust these these lists. It'll be really curious to see how they change over time. Yeah, we should compare them every like 20 movies or so we watch. (laughs) At least at the very end, we'll do a side by side comparison for sure. All right, that just about wraps up our intro episode to Disney One by One. Thank you so much for checking it out. We will be releasing an episode every week, every movie on this giant list until we get through them all. Please uh, subscribe to us on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever else you listen to your podcasts. And if you leave a review and rating for us on iTunes, we will read it on the show. That'll that'll be a, a great segment on the show. Five stars only. Yeah, five stars only. That's good incentive. That's good incentive for you to leave a review for us. Thanks so much for listening. Next week, we'll have Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. And here's how you can find us all over the internet. Thanks for listening to the Disney One by One podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions, send us an email to Disney1x1 at gmail.com. 
You can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Disney1x1 and at Disney1x1.com. We'll be back next week with another exciting episode of the Disney One by One podcast. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. <laughs> All right. I think that's good. Let's stop this recording.